Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Well, it is a warm welcome back to journalist, consumer journalist Wendy Nola, who's with us in the studio talking tires today. We're going to find out what lessons we can all learn from a customer's individual bad experience at the hands of a salesman telling a couple of porky pies. And then after <laughs> half past one, we're going to update you, I hope, on what's happening with the Sam Smith concerts following that decision to cancel last night's event halfway through the show. Uh, it's open line after that. You can call in on any consumer query on 21 Send an SMS to 31567 or leave a voice note on 0725671567. Now, Wendy, today's story really resonates with me because a couple of months ago I had to replace the tires on my car and I felt... All of them were just two. Um, all four of them. Oh, all four of them, yes. Exercise. A very expensive exercise and one in which I felt incredibly vulnerable because I was so aware of my own ignorance in right. the process. I was really at the mercy of the dealership I went into for help and taking the salesperson's word that mm-hmm. I was getting a good deal. So I really, it resonated with me when I saw a series of tweets a couple of weeks ago from someone who felt he'd been taken for a ride in a very similar situation. And the surprising thing about it was not so much the content, but actually the source, because the complaint came from someone who I normally associate with good news stories uh-huh. and positive things happening in South Africa. He's somebody we've interviewed on the show before. Brent Lindeke runs a brand activation and events agency, and you probably know him as the good things guy. You know he likes to spread stories about positive things, about about nation building, uplifting, unifying stories about good deeds and good service. But not this time, Wendy. Not at all. So Brent, Brent took to social media on the 5th of April with a lengthy account of his experience at Tiger Wheel and Tire in four ways. To summarize that story, he went into the branch after noticing that he had a flat tire. He was helped by the assistant sales manager, who he considered to be completely trustworthy because of the position that he holds. The man had advised him um, that the tire needed to be replaced because he must have bumped something and that it was so badly punctured that it had a bubble in it. Now, the tires in question were only a year old and Brent knew he hadn't bumped into anything, but he trusted the manager and he agreed that he should replace the tire. Next, he was told that the branch didn't stock the same brand of tires that he had on his car and that he would need to replace all four tires because his insurer, Discovery Insure, would not cover him if the tires were not identical. What do I know about tires or insurance, he wrote. It sounded legit, and all I really want is just to be a law-abiding citizen and, most of all, safe on the roads. Brent agreed to replace all four tires um, because of that trust factor and was initially offered the Pirelli brand, but after disappearing to go and fetch those tires, the manager came back saying he had done some research and Discovery wouldn't cover the vehicle if it had Pirelli tires. He told Brent he would have to have a higher grade of tire, which was, of course, more expensive, but that that brand would be approved by the insurer. So instead of a quick fix for a small puncture, Brent left the branch, having paid a small fortune for four brand new, very expensive tires. And it was only after he told a few other people what had happened to him that he realized that he had been taken for a ride. (laughs) So, and I I mean, as you say, Pippa, I'm sure not just this specific company, but, you know, in the industry, it's it's easy to upsell somebody if they don't um, really know the product the ins mm. and outs of the product that they're buying. <clears throat> so he reached out to Discovery, who told him that he had indeed been lied to. They, they don't have a specific rule about mixing tires on a vehicle and and absolutely no rule about which brands are covered in their policy. 
Um, the insurer then contacted the store and uh, it wasn't long before Brent received a call from the store owner apologizing profusely, acknowledging that he had indeed been lied to and offering to refund him and given back his original tires as well. Okay, so he gets the offer. We're so sorry. This hasn't been the correct experience. You can come back and we will make it all disappear. Brent decided not to accept that offer because he felt it was important to let everybody else know what had happened so that it wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. to anybody else. So he went to social media, shared his story. I certainly saw it on Twitter and was promptly contacted by around about 30 people who said said, 31, 32, something like that. Who'd had the same experience or similar experiences. At the same store. At the same branch. Okay. Now we are going to talk Talk to Tiger Wheel and Tyres Managing Director and to Brent himself in just a moment. But I thought first, let's just make sure we've got our facts straight from the insurance side. Wendy, you reached out to Discovery Insure yourself to double check all of this. I did. I contacted Discovery Insure and I asked what, if anything, it prescribes to its clients about replacement tyres. The response was, Discovery Insure has no hard set rules in terms of tyres that it imposes on members, besides the fact that tyres must be roadworthy, and I'll get to the specifics of that just now. We do advise our clients that both rear tyres and front tyres should be identical for the optimum safety. So don't get one make on the left hand, fr- left front, and another make on the right front. You can have, you can do a different make on the two backs, and that's, but not. But keep the front the same. keep and the, the front the same, same for optimum okay. performance and safety of your vehicle. Um, the insurer went on to say, we are not aware of any other discovery insurer clients who were misled about an alleged prescription by the um, insurer on a particular brand of tire. When we heard of Brett, Brent Lindeke's experience, we immediately reached out to Tiger Wheel and Tire. They raised it with a consultant and we have been assured that this is not commonplace. It does appear that this was an isolated incident, but we will not hesitate to act if there are more cases like this. Okay, so that's from Discovery Insure themselves. We're going to bring in both Brent and Alex Taplin, and I'm going to start with Alex, if I may. He's the Managing Director of Tiger Wheel and Tire. And Alex, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, welcome to Cape Talk. It's a pleasure. Thank you, and uh, thank you to your listeners. At what point did you first become aware of, of Brent's post sharing the experience that he had on social media, and how did you respond? Um, so, um, yeah, I, uh, I was actually on holiday at the time uh, and uh, up in the mountains in the western town. And uh, my marketing department gave me a call and said, uh, you know, uh, uh, alerted me to Brent's um, comments and uh, I gave Brent the call. Okay. Uh, he told you what had happened. What was your feedback to him, Alex? Well, my feedback was, it doesn't sound like us. Um, you know, we've built a brand over 40 years by giving fantastic customer service and not lying to our customers, which is clearly just strategically bad for business. Mm. Um, and uh, and uh, I said, let's, uh, would you give me the space to look into this, which I, uh, I then did. Okay. So what did you find when you investigated? So as, as per or, uh, normal, um, you know, there's always one side, uh, there's the other side, and somewhere in the middle there's uh, uh, the facts of the case. So, uh, without getting too heavily technical, because uh, you know I gave Brent a sort of a four-page report on uh, once I'd inspected the tyres, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is that you know at the end of the day Brent did need the tyres, and uh, you know he's a happy customer as a result because you know we did a thorough investigation and, and the tyres did need to be replaced. Um, you know, factually, the, the the product that he put on his car was ultimately the best price product, uh, so so that advice was good. Um, but, you know, why uh, the particular salesperson involved, and, uh, you know, I just want to stress that uh, we have over 600 salespeople in the country and, uh, you know, sort of consumer-facing. 
So um, he uh, he absolutely uh, denies the fact that he alluded to uh, the insurance uh, angle and saying that uh, you know the the, the uh, discovery would repudiate a claim in the event that the all four tyres were in place and you couldn't mix brands. Because uh, that's patently untrue. Um, but, you know, I have no reason to uh, to discount what Brent said because, you know, it's, uh, uh, it sounds like something that may have been said, although he's denying it. But uh, that said, um, uh, you, you know, it's, as Discovery has mentioned, it's completely untrue to uh, to say that you can't have the different tyres front and rear. Um, it's always better to replace all four tyres. Um, the same on the vehicle because that's the the optimal braking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, from a from a technical perspective. But um, you can absolutely do it, and I've never heard of a insurance company, Discovery included, or any other repudiating a claim for uh, same tyres on the same axle. Okay, so. Alex, you told us in email correspondence leading up to today's show that Tiger Wheel and Tire has so many forums for people to raise any issues that they may have with your business's web, uh, phone, face-to-face, and that, in fact, you send every one of your approximately 11,000 customers across 160 stores and SMS the day after um, their purchase um, asking if, about the service they had received, and only about 1% respond um, and as you've discovered, consumers use the channel that works for them. And in this case, it was a Facebook post by somebody with a fair amount of influence. What has been your takeout then um, from this incident with regard to social media and um, consumers' use of it, good or bad? So, so, that, so that's for me has been the, the, the greatest learning, right? And, uh, and I think, um, you know, it's something that I really think that all retailers in the country – uh, whether it be in our industry, the, 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 in fact, any industry, is that uh, the way consumers um, communicate is changing and is changing fast. And I don't think um, you know retailers in general have fully got to gotten to grasp with um, the appropriate way uh, necessarily to deal with um, uh, the way people communicate with their brands and about their brands. And um, you know that was a great learning for me in the, in the conversation with Brent. So you know he went looking for a silver lining in the, what started out as a very negative situation. Um, is uh, is uh, the fact that we we realise that we absolutely need to change the behaviour and how we communicate with consumers. I mean, it is a little frustrating because I mean I guess um, you know one can't dictate to how consumers uh, wish to communicate their experiences about a brand. Um, but you know, as a consumer myself of uh, of brands, um, I always tend to go for con- you know contact the company that I may have either a good or bad um, communication uh, with because it's only them that can really make a difference and, and uh, you know attend to any concern or compliment that one may have. But um, you know, to sort of quote a few stats, I mean, yeah, you're right. So we we, we serve around eleven thousand customers a day. And uh, we send an SMS or an email to any customer that will will give us that um, uh, their, their details. Obviously, privacy uh, yeah. notwithstanding. Can I just tell you and, one thing uh, that jumped out of me, Alex? You just button. You said that the SMS went the next day, and I thought in today's um, instant gratification, sort of fast-moving social media pace, the next day technologically it might not be possible. But the next day is almost too late. People have now moved on. If they were, if they had a grab, they would have. You know, in in some cases, many cases, younger people especially just posted it on social media. 
And so, I mean, that's such a that's such a great point. I mean, uh, and that's my point about retailers having to get to grips with a much more instantaneous communication. Yeah. Um, mm. For for exactly that reason, because uh, you know, I can give you a, fa- a funny example where um, our marketing department was commu- uh, was contacted and somebody had posted a negative um, comment on Facebook, and uh, they were saying something about the co- coffee was terrible and. Uh, <laughs> And and we contacted the customer who was actually still sitting in the. In oh, the wonderful! Room. There you go. So, That's so, sort of thing. <laughs> to your point, it's yeah. exactly right. So we absolutely haven't gotten our heads around it. You know, in our case, and just technically, we've got a few seconds. I mean, um, you know, we get all of our data overnight, and uh, it uh, it's enriched uh, by an outsourced company, and then enables us to make sure that we can make that uh, contact to the correct consumer. Um, contact details the following day, which is hence the 24-hour. Yes, uh, ah, yeah. I understand yeah. that, of course. <laughs> Alex, if I can just come back into this particular case, uh, you, you're in a difficult mm. position now because you say you've addressed the um, the manager in question who dealt with Brent, and his version of the story is uh, somewhat different from Brent's. Uh, what steps, if any, have been taken to to address the way he handled this case? I have customers asking: Is the manager still working at that branch, for example? Well, you know, just to just to get the facts straight a little bit, it certainly wasn't the manager um, uh, that um, it may have come through that way in the initial communications in the social media post, but it was in fact a salesperson. Um, and uh, you know, uh, so uh, in my communication with the salesperson, I you know wanted to get his version of the story, and uh, I said, "Are you prepared to go under oath and uh, and or to uh, undergo a polygraph test?" Both of which he said yes. Um, uh, I then found out subsequently that he's resigned and uh, had resigned prior to, uh, you know, uh, interacting with Brent. And uh, and so, you know, both Brent and I agreed that it probably wasn't worth the effort to go through that process. But, you know, as I said before, I have no reason to doubt what Brent said because, you know, Brent by self-admission is not a technical um Person and uh, and uh, wouldn't have simply made up uh, the the sort of insurance angle on, of his own accord. So I've no re- uh, reason to doubt that he wasn't told this by this individual salesperson. But you know they no longer work for us. Um, and, uh, and but the sad reality is is that you know uh, and uh, I think all retailers have it with sort of customer facing um, um, staff members is that. From time to time, you're you know you're about as strong as your weakest link, right? I mean, there there is an ethos and there is a culture, and, uh, and this is driven very hard. But um, that doesn't mean that uh, the person that you deal with is uh, is uh, always going to be at the top of their game and uh, and tell you everything you know factually correct. Sadly, you know it, it just is the case. Um, you know, I can quote you stats. Uh, where we have less than a naught comma naught one percent dissatisfaction rate. That um, you know of, but that means yeah. well, well, that you know of exactly right. So um, you know, which is not a That's, number, but uh, you know, as I've said to you before, it's not the ones I know of that sure. worry me. It's the ones I don't know. That you of. don't know about, yeah. Mm. Alex, just quickly, the uh, presumably your salespeople are incentivized by commission, so they would would they get a cut of of the quantum of each sale or? Or is that not a factor? Because I'm trying to think what what the motive would be for a salesman to do that. So, so you know, I mean, there's um, there's the ethos, and then there's reality. Um, so, the ethos of the business is, and, and we instill this in every single one of our salespeople, that if a consumer were to um, buy their first set of tires from us at the age of 18 when they started driving cars, and trusted us and enjoyed the brand experience, and you know, stopped driving at age 60 or 70 nowadays, I guess. Um, you know, they'd be worth somewhere in the order of four hundred to five hundred thousand rand as an individual, on average. Um, 
so that's the that's the target that we set for these people is to make lifelong customers. However, um, you know, absolutely, there's a, there is certainly a commission component to each of our sales and salaries. So very typical in our industry, there's a basic structure and there's a yes. commission structure. So absolutely, you know, those that um, those that do better sales uh, get better remunerated. Um, uh, absolutely, that is the case. And you know, pretty much across every. Industry. Every one of our competitors yeah. in the industry that I that I know. Okay, okay. Alex, we have to uh, go to news there. I want to thank you so much for uh, giving us uh, your time this afternoon, Alex Taplin, the Tiger Wheel and Tire Managing Director. And after the news, we will speak to Brent himself because there has been a rather positive, positive. outcome to yes. this whole story, in keeping with Brent's own ethos of looking for um, the silver lining. I don't want to say a positive spin. Yeah, a silver lining is a better way of putting it, uh, Wendy. So Brent will share that with us after the one thirty news headlines. For- Thank you so much, Wesley. Now, listening into all of that was Brent Lendeke himself, founder of The Good Things Guy. And Brent, it's lovely to have you on the show again. Thanks for your time this afternoon. It's great to be on the show. Obviously not the best circumstances, um, yeah. but it is, it's always awesome to be on the show. But in keeping with your own ethos of looking for the silver lining and finding a way to turn a negative into a positive, you've done exactly that with this experience, Brent. I know that there are some developments in place based on your interactions with Tiger Wheel and Tyre since you shared this story. Tell us what's happened. 100%. So obviously after... Um, the situation took place sort of at the beginning of the week and then uh, Discovery got in touch with me and by the Friday I put that post up onto social media um, and, the, and the very next day Alex phoned me and that's exact, that exact moment when he did call me was when I felt terrible because he is the nicest guy and he really does believe in good business and, and I think that I just got a really bad experience. But from that, um, the conversations that we had, first and foremost, is that I never wanted anything from that social media post. So I wasn't looking for a refund. I wasn't looking for free tires. I didn't want him to give money to charity. There was no angle to to why I'd put it up. Um, And when Alex and I sort of had had discussions, he said to me, "How, how do we make it better? From a business point of view, how does he change whatever whatever has happened and i went away and i thought about it a little bit and um and i had a meeting with him and and i threw out an idea uh just on the table that i thought could perhaps work going forward and and alex is i can't i can't go into it because obviously i i have nothing to do with it it was an idea as to how that they how they can take consumers trust back and also get salespeople um to be honest in the industry and Alex and his team absolutely love the idea and it looks like from this um, something positive will come uh, if they if they can implement it correctly also on the other side of that by me posting um, what I had been through there were loads of people who opened up about the same experience loads of people who hadn't phoned the branch and who hadn't gotten in touch Mm. or hadn't found Alex's number so I think there were a lot of people who came to the forefront and maybe it wasn't even Tiger Wheel and Tire. Maybe it was another tire brand that they had been to. But it raised an important conversation that this might be a problem in the industry. And the fact that perhaps we do not know as much as we should about tires. Um, as consumers, we need to be a little bit more aware. I really like that. Brent, at the beginning of the show, I said to Wendy that I read your tweets and I thought that could so easily have been me because I had to replace tyres a couple of months ago and I know absolutely nothing about them. actually, it was you, Pippa, who said, let's do this for our show. We must. Because Because of that, yeah. You you could resonate. It resonated with you so strongly. So, Brent, thank you. I want to thank you for really emphasising the point there that maybe we also, as the customers and the consumers, have to to make a point of wising up a little bit and asking questions about this process. Uh, Fair point. 100%. I think it is important. 
important to do that. And and uh, as much as um, Alex is going to get the trust of, of clients back and for them to come into the store with whatever they're going to implement, um, as a consumer, it's our responsibility as well. Uh, if we, and it's a sad reality, if you go to the dentist and the dentist tells you that you need a new crown, um, perhaps get a second opinion because you don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very intrigued, obviously, um, being focused on consumer issues as fully as I am. I'm very interested in that, uh, what came out of it and the idea and what will become of it. So I'll definitely follow up with Alex um, because, you know, winning trust back is a tough thing. Is a tough yeah. thing. And if you get that right, I mean, it's, it's, worth, it's worth sharing. So I'll like, definitely you know, follow like, up on that. Wendy, like I said, Alex is an, an incredible human being and he really just wants um, to run a fantastic business. The ethos that he believes in is one that he truly believes in. And, and to just instill that into his staff and to get consumers to try. Like if Alex, if I could phone him when I was in store, it would be a completely different experience. And it would be yeah. like that for any other consumer. Oh, we're well. getting a bit of a clue going here. <laughs> Thank <laughs> okay. you, Brent. Brent Lindicky, lovely to have you on the show again. For, uh, the Good Things Guy is the name you'll know him by from social media. And uh, lovely, really love your work. Brent, I love the way you find uh, so much to be positive about in a, in a time when we'd struggle uh, to we find do. those things in the everyday. So thanks for sharing the experience as you did so that others could learn from your experience. And uh, we'll keep you posted uh, through Wendy and the sh- slot on what comes of that conversation about uh, how Tiger Wheel and Tire Tri- wins back the trust and carries on henceforth. Wendy, it is a good time to talk about, though, the health of tires. Easter weekend is looming. A lot of people will be setting off on long-distance road trips. Uh, did you get any advice from that conversation with Discovery yes. Insure that you'd like to share? From that conversation and from the insurance industry in, in general and just um, I'm very interested in motoring issues myself so it's, a, it's very close to my heart. So before you set off on any trip but it's most especially um, before you set off on a long trip take a very good look at your tyres. A tyre's grip on the road is reduced by 75% when your tyre becomes more than half worn. So and it, and it, it affects a lot of things. Your stopping distance, um, you're so much more likely to smash into the car in front of you in an emergency stopping situation if your tires are worn. And one in every 10 accidents in the wet are caused by worn tires, according to Discovery. Mm. But even if you have an accident in the dry and worn tires were not the cause, your insurer could very well reject your claim, especially if they were, you know, you've got patches of canvas showing and that sort of thing. And in, in, an insurance forensic investigator, accident investigator, told me just over a week ago that he sees these cases every week. And even if your accident has got absolutely nothing to do with tires, if they see that kind of wear, they will repudiate. So there's a lot to lose beyond. You don't have to have an accident for that to happen. I've got a mere culpa here because I have been on the receiving end of that. I was um, a long, long time ago, um, drove over a nail which was lying in the road on hospital, not hospital, Ben, on the freeway on the way home from work. And it, it burst my tire. And Long story short, very frightening experience ended yeah, sure. up with me driving into the center barrier on the highway and crunching the front of my car. And my co- my my claim was um, was repudiated because my tires were not did oh not have sufficient gosh. tread. So, yeah. so so that was yeah. very expensive. Even though the tire in question cause, was not the cause of the accident. See, thank yeah. you. Very, yeah. so very learn from my very good expensive case study there. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of what it's supposed to be, the legal minimum tread requirement is one point six millimeters for normal tires. When you're an experienced driver you get to know what that looks like but anyone can check it out any tire place will check it out for you but discovery and other insurers recommend that you don't let your tread go below three millimeters um so it's really as i say it's not just about all let's be safe and the thing you could 
an unrelated accident can cost you, as in your case, Papa, Absolutely, a, yeah. an awful lot. I'm sure you, that was a very expensive lesson for you. Now, I have to say I started off that little thing about tires by saying before you set off on any journey, it's good to look at your tires. Well, I'm, my father would disown me because <laughs> he instilled this in me but um, from my early days of driving. But after the show last week, last Wednesday, a bit later in rush hour, mm-hmm. I was driving home. I was going up um, Betenkracht and crawling at that time and this petrol attendant at the Caltex garage on my left um was waving at me sort of waving me in and I was like I'm you know nice try but I don't need petrol and the next minute he was actually knocking on my window I pushed it down and he said ma'am your left back tire is very flat come let me help you I'll never forget his words were let me help you and in I went and it was indeed embarrassingly flat and he was going to change the wheel come let's see all done with an air of not wanting it, just doing my job. I want to, I saw you had a flat tire. I want to help. Come and yeah. you're right here. Um, and as he was in my tire, in the, you know, where the spares kept, he saw some of this, um, tire fix stuff where you deflate the tire, pump it in. And then as the fly, the tires inflated it, so it plugs the whatever hole or plunger you've got. And off I went, thanked him profusely. Um, I then commended him to his, um, boss and the boss said, "I oh, thank you so as manager and said, thank you so much. And could you tell Caltex because, you know, we get so many negative things. Yeah. But the opposite of Brent's story, the power of one individual in an organization, and it happened to be the same subject at yeah. Tire, to actually either enhance or sabotage the company brand. And this is the challenge of any company that they have to deal yeah. with. So the one is to punish when you find out about the one or to deal with it appropriately and to reward the other. So I just wanted to thank, um, Learn More Gogwe is his okay. name. He's got the name Learn More. He sort of taught me a few things about wonderful customer service. And the point is that there are many fuel stations on my way home from work. And that is my, will now be my one for choice. Of I course. did actually end up filling up. I was only, only at half, it, uh, it was half um, empty, but I filled up and I've been in there since. So, the employers really, really must reward those star staff members in order to encourage you know them to continue and motivate the others to to follow suit. I just love that lovely story. story. Thanks, Wendy, for sharing it. And everybody, please remember to check the tread on your tires <laughs> before you set off on your Easter weekend road trip. After the break, uh, I hope to give you an up- update from big concerts. We'll also tackle your open line questions, so you can get dialing now on o two one four four six o five six seven or leave a voice note on o seven two five six seven one five six seven. Cape Talk, Consumer Talk. You can call us now on o two one double four six. Now, um, uh, just a quick one on uh, the big concert story. We're still waiting on big concerts to send us a statement about the Sam Smith concert. I'm afraid it hasn't yet come through. As soon as I have my hands on it, I'll share it with you because I'm among those when you're waiting. breaking for you, you and your daughter. (laughs) Meant to be going and taking my daughter tonight and I don't know if there is going to be a show at this point. I have had one SMS from somebody who was there last night. Liz said, I was unexpectedly at the Sam Smith concert last night and really enjoyed what I heard and saw. However, even before he went off the stage, I had commented to my son that the backing was so deafeningly loud and we were sitting in seats right up at the back as high as we could have been. Maybe he had to battle over this extreme loudness and for me that might have contributed uh, that he was struggling to not be drowned out. Liz, that's an interesting comment. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed what you did get of it and again, as soon as we have uh, confirmed feedback on what the story is uh, for tonight's show, for tomorrow night's show, as well as for compensation for those who went last night and got half a show, Mm. although it sounds like it was a 
fantastic half a show. Yeah. Um, I'll share that with you. Uh, for now, let's just take a listen to a voice note about tyres. I had a similar experience at um, Tyres and More in Durban Road where I just had a slow puncture and I just wanted to get it fixed. And I knew exactly where the where the puncture was. Um, it was more to the middle of the tire. And then when I got to them, they told me, "Nah, it's on the side of the tire." And I had to get it. I had to get it. So I had to get it replaced. The entire the tire. And then all of a sudden, the guy wanted it was at the, on the back tires, and he wanted me to replace both tires. Um, very ignorant at the time, um, and obviously just went with their advice and I just got two new tires but I did felt although I felt scammed from the get-go you know um, and I, I was a bit desperate to get it sorted uh, because I had a long drive to take um, yeah okay you are not alone in saying it's happened to me too I've had a couple John in Newland saying it happened to him at a Claremont branch Helen in Fourway saying I too had an experience where they exaggerated my tyre problem but I did not believe them and I drove away uh, Helen well done for you for being a bit more savvy than the rest of us yeah an interesting observation is that um, your, your, your uh, fuel stations your petrol engines mm-hmm. are not they don't sell tyres so they're more they, and, and they have this wonderful ethos where they want to help you for, for nothing I mean yeah. I obviously gave them a to tip, but, but because he deserved it, but he they, there was no expectation of anything, mm. um, not even to sell me to fuel. Because I mean, I mean, I, I would have put in anything if there was space, space in my tank because of what happened. But I honestly feel, and I said this many times, that each industry has its own service ethic. And if you think about the wonderful, friendly, helpful, giving, generous service you get from your average. Petrol attendant. It's very rare to have bad service. Incredibly rare. When I say, I mean, even just um, sort of um, functionary, just going through the motions, it's normally exceptional because that is the ethos that they all have. And I often say if I was in retail and I was hiring, I would certainly <laughs> look to poach from that. From yeah, somebody working absolutely. in that industry, they work long hours and, you know, rain or shine. I just really have such respect for our fuel attendance that we Absolutely. have in this country. Somebody asking you please to repeat which garage it was that you had such oh, wonderful sorry. story I from Learnhall? It was the Celtics garage in um, Badenkracht. It's not named, but obviously when this happened, I went to find out it's called Winch Motors. Okay. And Learn More. Learn More Gogwe is, was, was the attendant in question. And well done to him. Thanks so much. Somebody asking, how do we know, how do we check our tread? Um, uh, well, Chris and Cryfontaine WhatsApping to say he uses a match head to yes, check the tires, which is a very easy yes. way of doing it. You just mark off mark and then off you on can the match measure. Head. Yes. Okay. Um, and but your your fuel attendants are very good at telling you. And actually, they're a good one because good, as I say, they have no incentive. They're not going to make any money out of you for you know okay. saying you, your your tires are too is uh, are, are too worn. They know very well. Now, as you said, it can take one poor performing employee uh, to to really diss a brand. I've got somebody on the line who's had a really good surface experience at Tiger Wheel and Tires. Nice so I really hear. am happy to take Penny to air. Penny, uh, we, uh, tell us about your experience. Hi, Papa. Hi, Nola. Lovely to chat to you. Um, I got a phone call. I live in Nerdwick, and I got a phone call to say my son had gone into anaphylactic shock Oof. at the Kingsby Hospital. Oh. And, and I, of course, Nerdwick is a bit far out. I drove like the clappers, and heading onto Claremont Main Road, I, I could feel my tyre popping. I must have driven over something. So I shot into um, the uh, Tiger Wheel and Tyre, and the poor gentleman could see I was completely hysterical. 
he sorted my tire out in literally two minutes. He said, there's definitely a nail. Sit down. He made me a cup of tea. And, and just said, Penny, just you go. Um, I'm, I'm not charging you at all. You just need to get to the hospital. And oh, wow. I wish I could remember his name. He was the sweetest, sweetest man. He literally dropped what he was doing and sorted me out within 10 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. What a story. And, uh, Thank you yeah, for sharing. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. Is your son okay, Penny? Oh, yes. That was about a year ago. Now he's fine. Glad to hear it. What a day for you. And thank you. I mean, that is, that's a fabulous story. Thank you so much for for calling in to share it with us. Uh, Right. We've got a a couple of minutes left where we can accommodate some open line calls. So if you have got a consumer issue to raise with Wendy, now's a good time to give us a call on 021-446-0567. In the meantime, Wendy, uh, you wanted to just remind everybody about uh, a pricing issue we have raised before on the show, but which is particularly relevant with the Easter weekend looming. Okay, so very quickly, I was considering doing a whole show on this, but I want to do it now at the beginning of, as we're going into the Easter weekend. I had two complaints, separate parties that didn't know each other, um, local South Africans who went to um, Cape Point, um, part of Sandparks, and they, because they didn't proactively say we are South African even though the one party was speaking Afrikaans Mm. they didn't proactively say we are South African and we want the lower rate because the standard rate is the international rate for tourists because they do get um, far more international custom than they do from locals um, at at that um, site and many others and um, as they went through it was a big difference uh, 76 rand versus 303 so it's a very it's substantial, a huge, difference, huge yeah. difference. So, and they were quite big parties, both of them. The one has uh, two cars. So the overcharge, um, in inverted commas, was quite substantial. They raised it while still there. And they were told, no, you should have told us before you paid. So you snooze, you lose kind of thing, which I think is a bit mean spirited. Yeah. I took up both cases. And, um, in the one case, they have refunded, um, the party that was speaking Afrikaans. And in the other case, they've said no. And, um, when I asked why, they said, well, you'll have to ask them kind of thing. We t- explained in their letters and I've had the letters and I can't quite see. To me, it seems the same thing. So it's just a warning. Um, they apparently Cape Point now does have a sign up since th- this to say, you know, you must ask. But if you're going to go to Sandparks, um, venue, I don't know what the word is, um, site, whatever, you have your, have your, um, smart card or your ID book in your hand or your driver's license and say, we are South African. We want the local rate, please. Um, don't think you're going to get it after you've paid. I was told flat out that it's not the staff's job to ask. So in other words, you don't ask, you don't get. Okay. Is what you must know. So be aware of that and have your ID ready. Thanks for the advice, Wendy, because I'm sure a lot of people will be considering a, vo- a visit to yeah. as many of those sites this coming Easter weekend. Consumer Talk, open line. We've got five minutes, so if you have got a question for Wendy, call us on 021-446-0567. In the meantime, Malcolm WhatsApping to say, I had the same scam with tyres at Tiger Wheel Claremont in December, where I was told the same nonsense about a bubble and was advised to replace all of my tyres because they didn't have the same brand. I left, never to return, was sorted out by Q instead, and Tiger Wheel will never see me again. Uh, Wendy, again demonstrating, it takes one bad yeah. experience to lose the customer for life. Exactly, yeah. and Fortunately, that's the way it works. And for Penny and Neward Hook, she will always give Tiger Wheel and Tire her, her customers yeah. because of her experience. And that's how it goes. I must, what it just says that I at times solicit what I call wow news stories, wow service stories rather. Um, 
And whenever I do that, um, I get a very high proportion of of wild stories from that industry. So whether it's high Q, super quick, tiger wheel and tire from people and usually in that kind of emergency situation where they've gone in and just been wow, just been treated mm-hmm. with, with such empathy and compassion and often not charged. So there is that element. It definitely it comes there. out every time in that industry. Um, I think it's a, so yeah, it's just, we, we just root out the opportunistic salesman element here and there. Um, yeah, I think yeah. generally though, the service, um, in terms of the entire service experience in South Africa, that industry is definitely would be, you know, in the top, um, okay, half of, from my perspective. Okay. That's yeah, very interesting. Thank you, Errol, telling us you can buy a tire depth gauge at any motor spare shop and that they're oh, not expensive. Errol, appreciate that. So you're asking for a tire depth gauge or you use your good old fashioned match as uh, our previous uh, WhatsApp has suggested. Um, on the subject of uh, making sure that you verify your South Africanness when going yes. to Cape Talk, interesting <clears throat> WhatsApp saying this past Christmas holiday at Boulders, they wouldn't accept our driver's license as proof of citizenship. Well, it's it's not technically proof of citizenship. It um, isn't, but it's a bit mean. It's a little bit, yeah. But but take your ID book is take the bottom line. Book. Take your ID book or your smart card yes. ID. Uh, Have it is, in your hand when you approach the pay point. And say, I am South African. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Just a quick piece of feedback uh, from Nikki, who emailed after last week's show. We were chatting, Wendy, about credit card fraud and the scams that the fraudsters are going to to try and get... Um, Get our banking details out of us. Right. Nikki mailed me just to say, please alert everybody of a scam doing the rounds where the caller pretends to be from DSTV and tells you the insurance cover has expired on your decoder. I had listened to your show, so I was wise to the scam and put the phone down. But please warn listeners, especially the elderly, not to give their banking info away to upgrade their insurance wow. on their decoders. You've just got to be so... You've got to be so... Rather say no and be wrong about it and have the bank email you afterwards to mm. say we've been... you know. Whoever it is, it's 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 the, the the risk in doing that is very very low, as opposed to the risk of being caught if you oblige. Absolutely, so I think um, a lot of people are socialized to be very obliging. Um, a lot of South Africans, and it's very hard for them to say, you know, go away. Absolutely not. And so mm. we give up. Our, I just interviewed somebody from TransUnion yesterday about this issue that we give up our private information. So, so easily, mm. especially if you consider the person to have some kind of power or authority over you it, 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 to make your life miserable if you don't comply. In other words, it'll be a threat of, you there's know, there's a whole psychology and thesis a, uh, in that. <laughs> there is. I have a deep interest in consumer psychology after all these years, mm. and that makes you vulnerable. There's sort of your, your, how willing you are to, um, given to somebody that you feel has authority or some kind of power over you. But Nikki, thank you for taking the time thank to tip so us much. off about yes. that particular one. And um, right, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, no word yet from Big Concert. Oh, somebody no. tweeting saying, please, can you get them to communicate with ticket holders from the cancelled performance about what is happening as of two o'clock? Well, it's yeah, still no direct communication with customers, nor has there been any direct communication with those of us who have tickets for tonight's show and don't know whether it's happening. Um, so uh, VRP on Twitter, we will keep on pushing to try and get that statement out of them in the second hour of the show. The minute I have the information in hand, I will share it with you. I, I have promise. to say it's two o'clock and that's not acceptable. No, before, this is it's yeah, to it keep happened last both night. groups of people waiting all day up to this. Well, all you know, 
yeah, after lunch. Particularly it's not okay. It should have sh- gone out by as sort of late as 11, in my view. I agree, because we're now just a couple of hours away from the yes, show. Yes, p- arrangements needs, to be, needs yeah. to be made. Uh, I'm following this one with great interest. Okay, so we'll keep you posted when we can. For now, Wendy Nola, great to have you Thank with you us. Pippa. And uh, a reminder that if you've got a case to put to Wendy, uh, send an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled Ken- K-N-O-W-L-E-R. She knows a lot about consumer affairs. Consumer at nola.co.za or look for her Facebook page, Wendy Nola Consumer, and communicate there. A reminder, please, to put Cape Talk in the subject line and just a couple of words about the nature of the problem. I've sent a few emails your way this morning, Wendy, so there are lots of cases for us to chase for the coming weeks. We'll chat again next week. Will do.